0: This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management.
1: Now, on Talk Radio 1210,
2: WPHT, WPHT, HD, hd H-D-3, Philadelphia.
3: Saturday Night Live with Philly Lieber. If we don't move in our own direction, we're going to become extinct. In fact, in some cases, we're close to being extinct right now. Presented by the Law Offices of Pond, Lee Hockey, Stern, Chiridano talk listen and speak to the region's most influential leaders it's saturday night live with philly labor
2: and a good Saturday night, everybody, and welcome in to Saturday Night Live with Philly, Le- uh, Philly Labor. Week two of J-Doc leading the uh, charge of our Labor Leader Roundtable, J-Doc. And it's part two of what was a great opening hour uh, a week ago right here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We'll put both hours back to back uh out on the uh pot or out on the podcast so if you, you missed our number one and you want to go back uh, and check it out but four great le- labor leaders and also jay doc you did an awesome job in the lead chair uh last week and i do want to i do want to say a uh, nice job to you uh publicly because it was wow. a job well done
1: thanks joe it's unprecedented <laughs> if he did
2: get through hour number two.
1: By, by, the, by the way, I paid him to say that. <laughs> um,
4: I want to know why he moved it all for yeah, microphones. Gonna,
1: <laughs> <out>. <laughs> no way we're letting you comment. <laughs> uh, so, no, uh, this is part two of our, our Labor Leader Roundtable. A really unprecedented, uh, outstanding first week. Uh, Gary Messina, business manager, see workers, local 19, John Kane, business manager, uh, parmer's local 690, Jimmy Snell, business manager, steam for this local 420, and Kevin Boyle, iron workers, local 401, business manager. Uh, so, I mean, it was almost like an, an, an insider's look, uh, uh, you know, uh, for our listeners to, um, to take a look at what goes on uh, you know, at the building trades. Um, guys, let, let's talk about the benefits, you know. Why union? If you're, a, in other words, you know, when, when people think about why they should hire union, what makes us better than everybody else? Why should they pay that extra money? John Kane.
5: It's our training. It all starts there. We end up, we, we, we take kids, you know, right from high school or right out of college. They end up, they get into our apprenticeship program. We train them over five years. You know, they come out, they have OSHA 10, OSHA 30 qualifications. They They all have to go through random drug testing throughout it. So uh, we believe that we are going to provide the contractors and the developers the best plumber that's out there.
4: Uh, Kevin? Well, just a comment, same thing on Joe's. It's all about the training because, you know, when we go into this and we, we have a four-year program, um. Our biggest thing is safety. We well, talk
1: about the iron workers.
4: The iron workers, because there's
1: a rumor, and I'm not sure if this is true, but everybody that 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 can't get any iron workers, you know, they take the test for everywhere else. Is that true, John? <laughs> That's pretty much it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, no comment
4: on that one. But to to lead to actually comment is, I think all of us, our number one aspect uh, of our training is safety. That is what we teach. That is what you pay your money for because the bottom line is you want to go home at the end of the day. That is you will not get any safety-wise. We lead the nation in the country, the world on safety. That's what we do. Now, you you know, the bottom, when you come out of that school, you should be well-trained on you know, your trade, but it's safety that gets you to that. Spot.
1: Now, when, when we talk about our apprentice program, and I'd like everybody to kind of, and Gary, uh, you know, by the way, we've had a, a, your a, your apprentice coordinators on the program, good, and it's on. You know, it's really impressive. Tell, tell our listeners because it is true. The training is such a big part. We invest, like you mentioned on the last show, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of us. Tell our listeners, uh, you know, a little bit about what uh, a, 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 an apprentice. Goes through with their education process through local nineteen.
6: Well, basically they will start out. They'll, they'll they'll do 160 hours a year in the classroom, and they'll do another overall. It's 2,000 hours a year training. They do another, the rest in the field. They'll go through learning how to weld. They'll, they'll learn how to they'll learn how to make uh, how to bend and make duct work and stuff. They get architectural metal work they'll do, but they'll do learn how to design it, draw it. You know, there's all different fa- phases,
1: and, and they're being taught by the, the the members who are experts. You know, your members that that are the experts in your in your union.
6: Local 19, we got three full time instructors and 23 part time instructors. So we train about 275 kids a year through that center right now.
1: That's And by the way, you know, and, and uh, you can sign up. That you can apply for local 19.
6: Literally 24 sets. Right on the website. You can just go lu119.com and you cl- click on Apprenticeship Training and make an application.
3: Awesome. Jimmy Snow? You know, that the thing that's pretty cool about our apprenticeship, uh, you know, I'll, I'll be the first to say we have the best uh, 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 apprentice trainers in, in the entire country. All right? And I think one of the things that proves that is uh, our, our teachers teach the teachers at their yearly uh, uh, course out in Michigan. You know that that's a great thing. When, so you
1: mean you have the best <laughs> teachers in steam fitting because it can't be iron working, right? <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> just kidding. No, yeah.
3: no, no. But no, I mean it's just it's just it's such a cool thing to see our own teachers out in Michigan at, at a it's a yearly event, right? It's sure. Train the trainer event. Sure. Our guys are training the trainers. That's that's a pride thing with us, and you know, and naturally they're passing it down to our 380 apprentices, and it's. You know, they're molding steam fitters for, for decades is what they're doing. And, you know, our, our apprentices take great pride in their work, as do naturally our journeymen.
1: And what's interesting about it is if, if there's a contractor out there and and, and and they need to call. So if you're – and I say this, I'm not – but if a non-union outfit has, you know, they, they have, they've hired individuals. I mean, if they lose their top two key guys, it ain't just that easy to go get some. One of the great things about our union community and our union and our our local unions is, if if, if one, uh, you know, plumber from local six ninety is sick, or you know something happens if they get it, you can call the hall and get somebody equally as talented that day
5: absolutely and a lot of our contractors are looking for you know master plumbers our guys come out of our apprenticeship program as journeyman plumbers but before they graduate we end up we make sure that they get their master plumbers license it's only going to benefit them the more tools that they have in
6: their pocket the better off they're going to end up being
2: Gary I want to stress one did you have a point did you want to make I just yeah
6: more importantly too, uh, once again being part of the community not everybody's going to go to college and across the city, across the Philadelphia building trades, we take in more inner-city kids and provide... we got to be the number one employer when it comes to bringing in apprentices every year to these inner-city You guys kids. do outreach.
1: You go to the... You go oh, to we, sure we, we,
6: we, did, we all do. We all go to high schools. We do the job fair thing. And, but we have to be providing the number one employer in Pennsylvania as far as providing good, sustainable wages with benefits and pensions and stuff like that. Across the building trades every year, we take in... Got to be five hundred to a thousand apprentices through. I don't throw that through the, in the community. These these kids are, and guess what? We're getting kids who go who went to college now for four years, and now we're seeing them come back to the building trades because they realize this is where they're gonna. This is where they can make a living. Well,
2: J- I- hold on one second, Gary. One thing that you mentioned on the show uh, last week, and I just want I want to have you mention it again, just so I can remind the listening audience uh, the reference of the uh, training program now. Providing an associate degree, an accredited associate degree, I think that is just. I think that's tremendous. Yeah,
6: we recently went through an accreditation process, so we're considered like a university now, and that four-year apprenticeship is considered what they would get an associate's degree, and then these credits are transferable anywhere in the country to any university where they can finish the college. But for the first, for them first, for the associate's degree, they have no debt. That's all paid for.
1: Well, and and, and you talk about uh, uh, you know our our apprentice programs, and you talk about. What, what we also guys, what we also do is we give second chances. So, in other words, people integrate themselves back into, well, let's, let's look at it, veterans coming back um, who would not have an opportunity. We have the Homeless the Hard Hats programs. <laughs> right. uh, that, that's a big deal. Go ahead, Jim.
3: Yeah. Uh, in the United Association, we have a program called a VIP program, Veterans in Piping. Okay. So I believe it's anywhere eight to ten uh, 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 Army bases throughout the country. The UA are, are, are on these bases teaching uh, our, whoever is interested, the, the servicemen and women, if they're interested in becoming a plumber, a steam fitter, a, a sprinkler fitter, they're being taught an, a, kind of an accelerated apprenticeship on these bases. When they pass uh, their, the course, the apprenticeship, they then can decide where in the country, what local they would like to go to. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and I mean, they get brought in. We have, you know... Uh, entry, They come right in, and we put them to work.
1: And actually, Anthony Gallagher, y- y- your predecessor, actually uh, you know, gave me a little insight to that. That was the first time I learned about yeah. the programs, yeah. which, which uh, an individual who's going to be coming out of the armed for, uh, services gets the opportunity to pick a union, and they can actually begin learning about that before they, before they get out of the service.
6: Uh, the, uh, through the Helmets the Hard Hat program, the, they're given a direct entry. They go bypass the test right to the interview. So that's good. That's, and we bring in a lot of, we're pretty proud of that.
1: Yeah, and and that's, a, that's a huge deal. The intake that, well, you know, with the Reverend, uh, who's, uh, you have.
6: Reverend Bobby Paul. Yeah. From Pine Grove Baptist Church.
1: We've had him on the program. It's incredibly impressive. I, I, I mean, the diversity and also the diversity in our building traits, which we've taken a beating uh, because of. But the truth of the matter is, is that the commitment to diversity, big deal. Well, the, the the
4: bottom line with diversity is, and, and we're all for it. I mean, every one of the trades are for it, is, is space. So I, I would love to grow my membership up to 4,500 like Jimmy has or the plumbers or something like that. I, I just don't have it right now because of, I'm dealing, fighting non-union and everything else. I said, now, if I could grow and you have contractors – coming in to organize, that want their members to be union, but they don't want to do that. They want to to keep their workers low. They want to keep workers untrained and unsafe. That's what they do because it comes down to money.
2: Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT. J-Doc, if you're going to sit in the big chair, you cannot blow through the time (laughs) cues. This is real radio. We're going right to a commercial break. Everything is automated in the system. You cannot miss the time cues back in the morning.
0: You're outnumbered. Portions of tonight's edition of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor are being sponsored by Plumbers Local 690, Sheet Metal Workers Local 19, Iron Workers Local 401, and SEIU Local 32BJ. This whole nonsense about not giving workers the right to organize with called right to work that's bad something like that comes to my desk i'll be to it not just because i'm a democrat not just because i'm pro-labor but because i know for a fact that's not very smart
2: part two of our labor leader round table uh, with jay doc and friends as we come to you on a saturday night this is saturday night live with philly labor on talk radio 1210 WPHT. jay doc all yours all
1: right so you know, we're, we're having a, a great discussion here with, with, with Gary Messina, John Kane, Jimmy Snell, and, and Kevin Boyle, business managers in the in the Philadelphia Building Trades, and we talked about uh, educating and uh, our, our our apprentices and and being competitive. Talked about diversity, but also, um, you know, individuals. One of the great things about our unions is those individuals that are you know may have made a mistake in their life, uh, somebody who uh, you know who's paid their debt to society. There are opportunities that we give them that they can't get anywhere else, uh, you know, to, to, to lead a good living for their family. Gary?
6: Yes, that's true. We do um, we do try to give everybody at least a, a second chance in life, provided it's not something that, um, you know, that has to do with women or children. You know, we, we're pretty well frowned upon that kind of stuff. I'm not sure I should be able to say that or not.
1: But, no, but you're all, I mean, but, but I get but, it. You know,
6: you know, we're talking about people that made simple mistakes in their life and maybe did a little bit of time. Uh, they're more than welcome to apply for the apprenticeship. And, you know, every, listen, you know, this. Is, everybody deserves a second chance. None
3: of, none of us here at this table, and I know in my union, none of us are perfect. Well, you know?
6: particularly <laughs> not Joe
1: it's just I want to make that, since he's been, you know, spotlight me a little bit, I want to get that Listen,
3: I, I wouldn't be here right now speaking to you guys if I didn't get a second <sighs> chance, okay? So, yeah, I mean, you know, people, people have issues in life, you yes. know, and uh, who am I to judge, you know? you know, to whether or not to let you in or local, I mean depending on what it was you did, but uh, did or didn't do. But no, we, we don't hold back anybody, you know, when it comes to giving second chances.
5: Doc, I can't I can't disagree with that. I knowing anybody that knew me back in my younger days, I had some issues and, and of course alcohol was a big problem with me. I quit drinking at the age of twenty two. It's thirty seven years now without drinking. Um, so I know people like Eddie Keenan my, my past business manager He's the one that put me in this spot here He's the one that gave me a second chance here and I, and, I, and I always look at the younger kids That get themselves into trouble And they're sitting in front of me I want to offer them that second chance Because I know how grateful I am For what somebody had done for me And guess what, the paybacks Are just incredible from some of these young guys
4: Awesome, Kevin uh, We don't even, you know When they apply, we don't even look at it I mean, you know, because most of of our members are coming without a a college degree. You know, most of them are coming from the high school area or they're just looking to go better. And, you know, we don't look at it unless we're told to look at it. And very rarely I do it. But it's funny that, you know, we all agree on second chances and everything. But, you know, the hardest thing in this uh, leadership uh, business manager is dealing with all the problems of your members. You know, not just going out and organizing, but the membership yourself. That sometimes you could write a book on the the the, the well, shenanigans that go on. It's a <laughs> It's just it's very challenging. You're it's definitely you, just, the psychiatrist. You're definitely <laughs> a marriage counselor.
6: <laughs> <laughs> you're. De- isn't sometimes you're even the Wizard of Oz? It, uh, yeah,
4: uh, it's amazing. I think it's funny that you know we we're always willing to give a second chance, and and, and you know we all agree with that. It's some people make mistakes early, and some people make mistakes at end. So you got to deal with it.
1: And that's and when we talk about our unions, that's a big part of, of, of uh, you know what we do. You can make a mistake. I, hopefully, it's not that big a one. But if you do, you're looking at. We have all kinds of programs, Sean, You mentioned, um, you know, like you know, with dealing with addiction and all that. People who have gone through those situations, the labor unions uh, provide those programs for their members to get the. Yeah, so we,
3: you know, within the Building Trades, I'm sure many, many people listening know about the ATAP program, right? We all know about this. Um,
1: what, what does that mean, though, for our listeners?
3: Well, the Allied Trades Assistance Program, Okay, right? So a uh, fellow, Kenny Service, that uh, we all know and love in this room, uh, you know, heads ATAP and, you know, um, those with any kind of issues uh, within the Building Trades go through this program, you know, and get and seek help, Uh Steamfitters Local 420. We just started something uh, two months ago. Um, something I kind of was bouncing around for a while, but you know, everyone knows naturally about the opioid crisis, right? right. We just um, had a big
2: event.
3: So I mean, you know, and it, it, there's a lot going on. I'm kind of the new guy, right? And, but you know, the refinery issue, a lot of stuff. But in in the back of my mind, I'm thinking I I have to do something here with my local. So. We had a uh, an opioid roundtable, and we had about 30, 30 uh, members show up. And what really triggered me to, to get off get off my butt and do something, um, we had just in this year three or four of my members lost their sons That's to the to top. the problem, right? The, this this uh, uh, addiction. So, um, you know, somebody like me, if you're not used to hearing these stories, it was an unbelievably powerful night, and Fortunately for me, I had Buddy Osborne. I was just going to mention Buddy Osborne. He came up here, oh, and, yeah. and he was just fabulous. I mean, uh, you know, uh, maybe, maybe you want to explain who Buddy is. Well,
1: your buddy, buddy yeah. you know, he runs Rock Ministries. He's the chaplain at the Philadelphia Building Church. We just had him speak at the Pros for Heroes event uh, over at Pond Hockey, uh, an event that, you know, our, our injured workers advocacy program for those people getting affected by addiction. That When, when Buddy speaks, and he's on the front lines, You know, talks about addiction, you know, it's it's one of the most emotional I mean and and that guy is and I don't think it's a stretch, I think we're all here he's gonna be a saint someday. The things he's done. Oh, he's
3: real, absolutely. It's real.
1: Uh, so as we wind this particular segment down, uh, our, our organizer here, Gary Messina, has to has to jump out. Joe, because he's got I
6: apologize. To I do apologize. It's two weeks in a row you got me here. It <laughs> yeah. took you 10 years. But
5: <laughs> 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 and now by. he's a
1: professor.
6: And, yeah, <laughs> unfortunately, I do have a prior engagement I got to go to, but I wanted to stop by for the second week in a row. And hopefully, uh, the, rest, uh, the rest of the guys here, I'm sure, take it easy on Local 19, you know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You're leaving it at your own risk. This is,
6: this is a city of brotherly love. But, Guy, but,
1: but, yeah, I want to thank you, obviously, for making this happen. We've been, like I said, wanting it for a long time. And thank you for everything you do for your, the members of Local 19 and our Philadelphia
6: uh, labor community. Thank you, John, everything you do for the labor community. Awesome. All right, you. good stuff from
2: Gary. Gary, travel safe. Have a good uh, holiday. We'll get to a commercial break here on Talk Radio 1210. WPHT, we're back in a moment.
0: Portions of tonight's edition of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor are brought to you by Sprinkler Fitters Local 692, Iron Workers Local 405, and Steam Fitters Local 420.
1: We're going to try to work with Republicans in a bipartisan way to find solutions to what really is not working.
2: And back here on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor as we come to you and come to the Delaware Valley here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We're in the middle of part two uh, of a Labor Leader Roundtable segment, Jay Docket. Uh, originated we played part one uh, or had part one uh, a week ago now uh, with part two uh, and kudos to all of the labor leaders uh, who are not only being a part of the broadcast um, you know it's inspiring for a guy like me who's non-union I'm not a union guy so it's inspiring for me to be able to uh, continue to educate myself on what I already believe J Doc. I believe in the power of what the union means for uh, the community. And it's nice for me to sit shotgun to you in the main chair and watch you do your thing.
1: You're not non-union. Let's get that straight. Hold on, hold on. You're not in a union industry, but you are a member of News Guild. I am an associate member. Yes, sir. Thank you, you Bill Ross. But I will be calling Bill Ross to see if you're up on your dues. Let's get that straight. (laughs) Uh, But no, 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 no. And Joe, there's no... Bigger supporter of labor than you, so uh, don 't don't sell yourself short that that 's a daunture by the way joe's launched the um that the, the labor show in Pittsburgh, we're talking about doing a, a national show. So we're not messing around. So the carrying the word of labor sitting right to my, my right next to me here. It's, a, it's an honor. So having said that uh, one, of, like Gary Messino had to duck out. He, had, he, uh, he, we really appreciate him be here organizing last week and this week. Uh, and of course we're, we're here with John Kane, Jimmy Snell and, and Kevin Boyle. And it's just a fascinating conversation. Let's talk a little organizing. Uh, you know, it's a big part of uh, how we got where we're at. Um, but over time and over the decades, uh, organizing takes a, a, you know, a different process. Uh, how important is organizing, uh, John, and, and, and what is it to our listeners? In
5: 1999, I was brought in our local as an organizer, and uh, I spent about four years out there organizing the non-union. And, and when you come to find out a lot of these guys are decent plumbers out there, they never were given the ability of joining a union. So when you sit and you talk to these individuals, it's it's they're, they're, they're seeing an option now that they have. They have a choice of either being union or non-union. What I ended up doing was I would end up bringing a guy that I organized that knew nothing about the union. He would end up, he would reach out to these guys, have a conversation with them, say, hey, listen, I was in your shoes. You know, I was working non-union for all these years here. This is what I have to show for it but have been in a local for the last four years. Now some of these guys are now, it's, 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 it's been 15 years these guys have been around. And they're, they're actually my they're, they're my selling tool. I bring them out to the open shop guys out there that weren't given the ability of getting into a union, didn't have a family member that was already in a union. So now there's an opportunity for them to join, and they have a better opportunity of making more money and also having a pension in health care.
1: Des- describe, and Jim, if you will as well, the difference between working as a union plumber or steam fitter, and a non-union uh, plumber or steam fitter. So, say somebody went to a, a trade school, learned the trade, came out, and could not get, you know, th- didn't know about getting into a union, couldn't get in. But what are the differences in the actual working conditions in working for a non-union or union? Uh,
3: employer? You could go on to a non-union job site, and within seconds, it, it, you can tell it's non-union. Okay, there's. there's it, it, we go to safety, okay? I mean, it, it, you see that a lot on these non-union job sites. I mean, you'll you'll see a labor sweeping, you know, or or you know, not wearing a mask. Simple thing like that. You'll see, uh, you know, big big issue with the Philadelphia school district
1: asbestos oh, yeah. abatement. Asbestos. Right. Well, you
3: you know, you go to a non-union job site, there you'll have you'll have laborers there just banging away at this this asbestos. There's there's a proper way to remove asbestos. We all know that, okay? Here they are. They're breathing it in all over their clothes, bringing it home to their family. You know,
1: it, it's... Okay. So, having said that, Joe Krause, Ed, the, the, the the show we did with Ed Penna, Jr., okay, where he had, he actually had, uh, and, and Ed is, is an organizer out of the Iron Workers, um District Council, and uh, he had... He had guys working on a non-union job on Broad Street on like the 20th or 30th floor at night under the radar and they were calling their families saying if I don't make it you know please you know I just want you to know I love you was that the most emotional show Joe Krause we
2: had two, show, uh, two shows we had two different they called periods us. of time that they had reached out to us and I'm still to this day with my arms up in in the air, as they are now, not understanding how that scenario is even allowed to happen. That's what I don't Uh, get. You you get into enforcement, right?
4: Well, you get into, and it it all ties together, right? It all ties into politics. It all ties into big business. It all ties into, you know, when you you talk about that, and and I think we did take one or two of them kids.
1: Yeah, right. We We were good. And,
4: um... My biggest thing is like William John says; these kids are good, they just don't understand it, and they don't they, have the opportunity. And, and listen, when they say they get hurt or something, they're being thrown out the door most of the time. They they they're telling them that, well, you, we're not going to pay for anything. You you you
1: you have to go do. My it, My father you know. used to say. It, on that, on certain particular, they're fired when they hit the ground. Yep. Uh, so it's in that will state, Joe Krause. We've done a lot of shows with Sam Pine and talked about it, work injuries and all that. You can be, yeah, they're not going to say they're firing you because of that, but they can push you out. the
4: but door. But the bottom line is, is it all? It, it all ties together, right? And so, and, and as as a union member or a new union leader, we're all here to, and, and our biggest thing from the international is always organize, right? No matter what, you're always told to work. And listen, you can grow your membership by so much with taking in apprentices. Well, the only way you're really going to grow is to take the non-union worker and grow your union with uh, unskilled labor and teach them the union way. But also now, the, sometimes you might get a, a like you always say, you might get f- uh, feedback from your members oh, blah, blah, because they're afraid that they might take their jobs, but they're not going to take their jobs
1: if you're a good iron worker you, your reputation speaks for itself well not only that sometimes listen, not every non union worker like John kane said is 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 unskilled some of these guys are good. the best way to impact their lives, and your competitors is to take their best guy into the union. Next thing you know, remember, they don't have an apprentice school. So at the end of the day, you give somebody an opportunity who wouldn't have got one. Your union just got stronger, and maybe you'll now have a contractor that, you know, sees the light, that that, understands, you know what? The union way is, is a good way because you're, you're talking about skilled labor. But, it is hard to, to have our members, you know, no member wants to hear that, but that's how a lot of a, a lot of our unions grow.
4: Well, because it, they are proud that they go through that oh, no, four I get years, five year apprenticeship. I get it. I get and and they, now they're saying, oh, well, if you have a guy have to, right? that has eight, nine years' experience out there, well, listen. It,
1: it, and why, he doesn't have to go, go to school. Gonna,
4: but he can go to school because we have journeyman upgrades all the time. So he can go back and learn what he didn't learn and because most of these guys that come out and say, oh, I got welding certs, right? They don't have welding certs. The company has the welding certs. They don't have them. The company oh, keeps them. Got it. So in other words, that, that, that's another aspect of the, the business that we're always teaching, not just apprentices. We're always upgrading ourselves to make us better.
3: When it comes to non-union, we all have heard stories, Right certain uh, workers in the non-union world, how mistreated they've been. Oh, yeah. Right? It's unbelievable. Numerous stories, right? Um, the Philadelphia building trades, we're the last line of defense, you know, when it comes to uh, uh, standards. standards and everything else when it comes to work, workers and working conditions, whether it's union or non-union job site. I mean, and, you know, the school I come from, I don't like bullies, you know, and you see a lot, none of us here do. Um, and, and a lot of times you, you talk to these non-union workers and the bottom line is, you know, they're getting bullied by these, oh, yeah. by their bosses. You know, they don't have any options. For these unscrupulous contractors. There's no collective
1: yeah. bargaining agreements there.
3: bingo Bingo, right? So, you know, and, and, it, and it's our job to, to, you know, pull these guys in or at least, you know, help them any way we can. You know, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a humane issue it's a it comes down also,
1: Kevin, your point is interesting also because a lot of union members, they went through the four-, or five-year apprenticeship, and, they, and, and and so it's it's a give-and-take type of thing because you got to, you know, I mean, I get it. We all get it. You, you went to apprentice school. We all did here. Mm-hmm. And so it's, sometimes it's not easy, but if you can organize and, 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 and make your union stronger, that's a great way to compete in the industry. So no question, it's, it's a big part of what we do.
2: John, I'll give you the last word on the segment, your thought.
5: Well, my thoughts are that, you know, we have so many contractors that are coming into the city of Philadelphia, and we call them undesirable contractors that employ, you know, non-union plumbers that don't have licenses in the city. And there's also we talked a little bit about the enforcement of it. it needs, we need to have enforcement. But one thing I do like to do is I like to take some of their best guys from these contractors. It prevents the contractor from coming back into the city to perform any work when he's losing men.
2: Absolutely. Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor as we come to you on Talk Radio twelve ten WPHT. We do thank you for tuning in uh, all year long on Talk Radio twelve ten WPHT, home of the Penn State Nittany Lions and home to Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. Back in a moment.
0: Portions of tonight's edition of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor are being sponsored by IOTC Local Eight District eleven ninety nine C and the Newspaper Guild. The right wing
5: conservatives don't have to drive themselves crazy. They- to
3: walk there. <laughs> God bless you.
2: And part two of our Labor Leader Roundtable here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT as we get ready to cross over uh, into uh, 2020. J-Doc will be uh, back with our first Labor Leader Roundtable back at the Senesta Hotel uh, in February, which is actually not that far away. Uh, in the meantime, a double shot, a two-hour uh, opportunity for a great Labor Leader Roundtable uh, this week being um, part two.
1: Yeah, and I want to thank Jim Snow and, and Steam Fitters Local 420 for being uh, a great, great host. Uh, we really appreciate uh, the opportunity to be here. It's fantastic. Uh, this is an awesome place. You know, you talk about. Um, you know, our, our union members being trained well. And um, if this is the standard, and we got John Kane here, Local 690, plumbers, and, and Kevin Boyle, the ironworkers, and, and Gary Messina, who just took off. I mean, incredible facilities, so impressive. If you, all you have to do is walk into one of these places and know you're in a, in a higher level of, of, uh, of, of workers and, and, and all that stuff. So thanks to everybody. Uh, one of the things I want to talk about, first of all, um, is we had a presidential election coming up, okay? and uh, america you know there's been some changes in the last several years and 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 you know we got a lot to prepare for um a lot of our 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 workforce uh, crossed over uh you know i mean listen labor is not a political party okay but our members you know training them on 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 what affects them and voting for their interests what 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 as labor leaders how do you prepare your members to understand the issues and what's coming up with this presidential election? Because you, you know, you, you know, you're voting for president, you're voting for Supreme Court.
5: That's right. oh, a great. It's a great question. The, All right, John. Uh,
1: before you go any farther, if I'm asking the question, we can be assured it's a great question. Oh, you don't know that. Who
5: wrote it for you, John? Joe <laughs> Krause. Right? thoughts so. up. Well, thanks for that, Joe. It, it, it's, it's a great question. Now, I know I love politics. You know, but most of the politics that I get involved in is mostly through the state. Most of the work that I do is, you know, either federally going to, you know, we don't get that much federal money on a lot of the jobs, but most of the money either comes through the state or through the cities or through counties. Now, I know like Jimmy, Jimmy for perhaps, you know, because he's been to the White House and he's talking, you know, because of the Sinoco and, and the refineries. Um, that's that's important, and if you're going to have a president that's going to support you on those issues, you it makes it. sense. Sure. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, and, and I know. By the that- way, as
1: labor leaders and as labor unions, we we you know sometimes you, you, you support those who support you. Absolutely. I mean, so in other words, you know, Trump has you know that you know he's there's a, a lot of things he's done that have, have worked for a, a, a number of our unions, but but when I say this, when I talk about our uh, you know, and there are other unions, obviously they're completely dismayed with them. Having said that. Educating our members mm-hmm. to, to to what to you know to 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 support those who support them. Right? How do you you know how do you go about that?
5: It's right. that's a fine line to, to cross, really. Well, the, the only thing
4: I I when we educate and how to promote with Trump now, me John, Jimmy, you might have been around at the end of it when he when he was down in Atlantic City. I mean, his businesses are to put people out of business. So we've seen it from the very young age as being in unions that he screwed every one of us by putting contractors out of business. That's how he made his money. So I look at it as me. I always tell my members, look at your pocketbook, right? So my biggest thing is, is the younger guy, because they like the way he talks and the way he says stupid things. Oh, look, that's just funny when he downgrades people. Right. Or like the handicap or he's talking about this person or that person. I'd say, look at your pocketbook. Vote your pocketbook. Right. So if you're going to vote your pocketbook, look what happened. He gave you a big stimulus. Where'd that money go? Ninety nine percent of it went to the one percent. Right. His companies. Right. So then he turned around to anybody that voted against him. So who votes against him? All the blue states. All right. So that's everybody on the East Coast and that's everybody on the West Coast. So what happened there? Your state and local taxes went sky high. You couldn't write off union dues anymore. You can't write off your assessments. You can't write off your uh, property tax. You can't write off that. So now add that all up. What it added up to, you ended up losing. So And then I tell my younger members all the time, I said, vote your pocketbook. Vote your guys when you're out there and you want us to go out and promote yourself and, and sell you at 80, you know,
1: $83 for the package. Yeah, you, know, you got to vote the the way that's going to hurt help you, well, not urge and, you. But that's an interesting point, and that's what I'm saying here. Some of our members didn't. And so, ahead,
3: in the words of uh, our friend Ryan Boyer, um, I laughed when I heard this the first time. We're not ours. We're not D's. Right. We're J's for right. jobs. Yeah. Right. To to Kevin's point and and John's point, you, you know, you vote your pocketbook, and that's that's <clears> the, what the message we try to convey to our members. Right. Um. You know, you get a lot of our members in in our local. We have a lot of hunters,
1: you know, a lot of gun guys. Yeah, right. That's that's a social issue. But but, but you know what right. you, you know, what, Jimmy. It's a good point you make, and that uh, so some people. First thing Johnny Doc said, Joe Cross, when he when so when we started off um, on Talk Radio twelve ten, Johnny Doc was was uh, uh, our host on a weekly basis, and and he said, listen, he he believes in social issues, but he has to, he he, he can't. He has to support those issues that affect the economical, uh, you know, uh, you know, for well being of his members. I mean, so you may have. So that's what always confuses me. And as, as labor leaders, and by the way, I, I was an iron, I'm an iron worker since I'm some am nineteen since 1982, and I was active for twenty some years. How many times do you go into the union meeting and somebody's? Dumping on the labor leader, okay? And, and the point is, because of the work or whatever. And the point is, if you're if if you if you a, a rank-and-file member, you should understand what's going on politically and support your, your this is just my point, support your, your labor leader's initiatives. Is Joe Kraus give me that right now? Because I'm not yeah, looking that way.
2: He's running a little bit, right, Jadok? We're two minutes left in a second. No, I'm
1: just making a point, John. No, you're absolutely right. I know we all have
5: PACs. We all have, you know, political action funds. We actually have, you know... Political action committees. We, you know, we vet everybody. We have a lot of the politicians come in and talk to us. You know, then we depend upon our local to make the decision on who we're going to support. You know, there's some some incumbents out there that have been on the R side that we like, and then there's been some Democrats on the you know that we're supposed to like that we're having issues with, and some of them you know attack. We we know my my, my brother Jimmy Snow. You know, when they attack one, they attack all of us. You got Donald Trump's out there bad-mouthing Johnny Doc yeah. all of a sudden. Junior writing the yeah, book, junior. right? Yeah, Junior.
1: That's a check in Johnny's uh, yeah. on his lipstick case, for crying out loud. You know, I, you know that's a good thing, but go yeah. ahead.
5: Yeah, but when, when I look at things like that, uh, it, it upsets me when I see people that are attacking building tradespeople. Sure. So, to it, me— I'm going to make sure that I'll do everything I possibly can to not help them again, ever again.
3: Absolutely. And, and, and hey, look, you know, in, in my world, in the steamfitter world, right, the energy sector, right, Donald Trump's probably the best president that, you know, the steamfitter has had when it comes to energy, as far as pipelines and very pro pipeline, very pro energy, sure. and, and, you know, refinery and whatnot, you know. So, it's a complicated you know, the, issue. I have members that, you know, they're, they're, you, you sit and listen to them talk about the president. I mean, it's a hot-button topic. So, sure. you know, we... It is. No, no, I get so it's it. It's going uh, to be an interesting year coming I, up. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. What I'd like to... First of all, I want to thank you guys. Yeah. Unbelievable. Jimmy Snell, thank you for the hospitality. Yeah. John Cain, you know, I love you more than yeah. anything. And I said, we can't wait to take to, you to win and become a senator. Right.
5: Thanks for the Christmas present. Uh,
1: you got it. Our, <laughs> and uh, and uh, Kevin Boyle, you know, if you to each one is a parting shot.
5: I just
4: want to thank you and Joe for having us. I think it's a great, uh, anytime we can put our agenda on the air and, and show what we do and what we stand for is great. And I just want to give a shout out to my members. And listen, we do have a sick and injured, and I just hope our members come and enjoy the
5: night. Absolutely. There you go. Joe and Joe, thanks again for having us back. Uh, I'd like to also put a shout-out to my uh, members of Plumbers Local 690 and all the building trades guys. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year.
1: Jimmy Snow,
3: Joe, and Joe. Uh, just want to say thanks for uh, you know having me on the show, and it's great sitting here amongst other labor leaders. It really was a pleasure. Uh, just want to wish all my members, uh, Steamfitters Local 420, and members of the Philadelphia Building Trades, you know, uh, a merry Christmas and a, a prosperous
2: New Year.
1: Fifteen seconds, Jado. Uh, I want to thank you guys for being here. I want to thank all of our uh, un- union leaders, Pat Eiding, uh, Johnny Doc. Uh, Gary Messina, of course, for for making this possible. All of our labor leaders and I wish all of our union members and our union families a happy holiday season.
2: That's going to do it for this week's edition of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. On behalf of our gracious host, Jay Doc,
1: I'm Joe Krause.
2: See you next time, everybody.
0: Portions of tonight's edition of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor have been sponsored by Sheet Metal Workers Local 19, CWA, Communications Workers of America, and APSME Local 1739, DC 47. This program is a paid commercial announcement and in no way represents the views of WPHT or its management.